Live from Parts Unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and surprisingly, this is a pro wrestling podcast. Now, we're not going to have too long of intro because it's my favourite episodes that I do in this podcast series. You can go back and listen. I think it's the fourth one. I'll check that as I'm pulling up, but I think it's the fourth one. It's the one and only. It's my man. It's my friend Jim Sterling. Jim, how are you doing today? Uh, I coughed when you did your intro because I'm not professional. Probably don't use that side of the recording. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd leave that on the cutting room floor. Um, but I'm all right. I think it's actually the third appearance because I did. Uh, we did Royal Rumble and I think we did SummerSlam. I can't remember now. Survivor Series. Survivor Series. I want to say because I think I talked about Triple H. I think we did. All, uh, I, all I remember yeah. is that I enjoy our wrestling conversations immensely. Yes. That, that, oh yeah, it's <laughs> always a pleasure. Yeah, that's, that, that's what I know the most. And so, yeah, we do have a lot to talk about. I will apologize because if you have listened to those episodes, uh, I did say that Jim would be back on after WrestleMania. But hey, life is life. Life gets in the way. The most important thing is, is that we have managed to get it done, which we're doing right now. Um, so I guess, look, we'll start there. I know it's a while ago now, but I still think it's interesting, yeah. especially because we're in the fallout from WrestleMania now. I mean, we really are. We're in the lull period. Any fun that we were having with nice big ratings <laughs> and interesting stories has gone into that transition period. Now, WrestleMania kind of, I mean, it was too long. I, I think we could all agree with that. But a lot, yeah. of, a lot yeah. of people saw it as cliched as it is a show of two halves. But, you know, as it went too long, people got bored of it. I liked a lot of it, but I'm intrigued to see, um, well, I actually know because I, I follow you on Twitter. However, I'm intrigued <laughs> to see what you thought about it uh, anyway now. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've got to agree with what everyone's been saying with the length. I mean, what was it? Seven hours. You watched the pre-show. Seven hours. Seven of hours. Wrestling. Yeah, I had to watch um, all of and it. And I did. Yeah, I watched the pre-show um, just because uh, I knew Matt Hardy would would be in the battle royale. Yeah. Obviously, I was rewarded for watching that at least with Bray Wyatt. I love that bit. Become the deleters of worlds. I loved that uh, at the time. I thought that was yeah. awesome. I'm I'm happy for both of them. I'm happy that the. They, they seem very reinvigorated, uh, but that was good. Um, I've started listening to a lot more um, responses from the community now. I said I wasn't going to get into that when we first started speaking. <laughs> um, but we said before we started recording that I've, I've sort of fallen back into the... I've watched enough WWE to become quite bitter and cynical and jaded all over again. Um, so I'm a lot it. more complainy now. <laughs> so but good. As, as a consequence, I've started watching more stuff beyond just my more local indie wrestling. So I'm now more into Ring of Honor. Started watching some more New Japan. Um, just finding the best subscription solution at the moment to... Uh, that w- that'll work for my viewing habits and how I like to view wrestling in the main room. Yeah. But, uh, once probably get a Roku or something. I've been watching Ring of Honor on the Fight app for uh, a couple months. Um, a little bit behind because I know they've been doing the 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 New Japan tour at the moment. Um, the crossover stuff. I if if I'm following that correctly. Yeah. Um. So I think the last thing I remember was uh, la- I, I watched last Monday. Um. But yeah, I've been getting more into that. Uh. Discovered Dalton Castle, obviously. <laughs> um, fell in love with Dalton Castle, obviously. Um, even been watching a little bit of Shikara Pro because uh, the the main guy I work with at Pro Wrestling Ego is a big Shikara fan. Um, so what do you think of that? Because that. that is that is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I I think, and I've seen a lot of complaints about it. Um, 
sometimes if I'm really bored, because uh, I'm not too fond of, of his, him as a person or some of his beliefs, but uh, I, when I'm bored, I will listen to Jim Cornette just go off on something. Yeah, he, he's, he's, I find he's a fascinating person. But yeah, I'm with you. I, sometimes he says stuff and I'm like, come yeah, on, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, you gotta, you got to get with the times. He's very on the money when it comes to a lot of um, in-ring stuff. But yeah, yes. he's... he's He's an old school man, and 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 he wants to stay that way. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't agree with a lot of what he says about exposing the business and killing the business. It it was exposed a long time while he was still very active in it. Uh, oh, it absolutely, was, it was yeah, hundred percent. So when he goes off about like the young bucks and the shit they do, or like Kenny Omega like fighting a doll or a girl, it's like. Wrestling's already exposed, so I think things like Shikara, where it's like, just, like, fuck it, let, let's be the Mortal Kombat to the Street Fighter here. Let's just throw the kitchen sink in and do whatever. Let's have magic. Let's have mind control. Whatever. It's all good. I think that is a very modern, progressive response to an exposed business. To lean into it. To, to yes, admit that, that what they're seeing uh, isn't necessarily real. But treat it like like the fiction it is, and and why not weave a fun universe into it? Why not have a match where a, a football a football match breaks out halfway through? Uh, why not have a, a count out by somebody just falling asleep while the whole audience goes <laughs> shh, shh, shh? I love it. Um, you know, oh, why not have Hallow Wicked as as like your big bad? Um, it like yeah, to me that. And and you can have the the serious stuff as well. Like no one thing takes. It's not a zero sum game, uh, in a in a world again where the business is already out there. Uh, it's the perfect response to the oh well wrestling's fake. It's like well yeah we're not saying mind control's real. We're not saying this is it. It's like a TV show. It's like a an adventure. It's like a play. It's like like but but with you know this wonderfully uh, coordinated improvised which is always the best part to me uh, athleticism and and i totally yeah, agree with you I, I i love all types of wrestling the ridiculous to the serious and and Have you seen lucha underground not yet, but I've had many, many people tell me I need to see it. I think you'll love it because if people get resurrected in Lucha Underground, <laughs> people die and they just come back as a different character, and, which is and absolutely ridiculous. And when you ridiculous. think about it, and, and when you think about it, it, is that really so different from The Undertaker? No, it's not. When you 100% look at it, not. He's a ridiculous gimmick, but he's been so protected and written with such gravitas and seriousness. You, you buy it. I buy it. I'm I'm terrified of the Undertaker. Anyone in their right mind would be. Yeah, no, uh, I totally aside agree. from the fact that he's also a legit badass. Um, but but the character is so imposing, and because he was written that way, he was he was performed that way, and we know that. We know deep down it's a silly. He's he's wearing eyeshadow, and it looks a bit silly, especially these days. It's a bit Alice Cooper, but without. Actually, no, he's got the hair back now, isn't he? As of WrestleMania, but yeah, it does. You know, <laughs> We know that there's not urns that control people and lightning being summoned, but we we buy into it because that because it's treated as real by the universe. The same goes for watching a comedy movie. The same goes for watching uh, Chikara. Uh, you know, it's it's the it's the comedy version, and that's okay. Yeah, 
I totally agree. And I think when it comes to that argument, my, you know, always argument, I think we've chatted about this before, is surely because pro wrestling isn't real, or however you want to describe it, that's why we should go crazy with it. Because we yes. have, you know, we, we've, we've created this wonderful world where we can do stuff like this. Because if we do, if we do go back to where, okay, it has to be legit, then you wipe out, I'd say, 70% of what actually I enjoy in wrestling right now. I mean, you could even bring it back to someone... I mean, maybe not to this degree, but I think there'd be an argument. How does Fandango exist in that world? How, yeah. You know, why, why is a ballroom dancer now a wrestler? That doesn't make any sense. No one's going to buy into that. And that's the one thing that, you know, I find really weird when people say they don't like the, the, the more, we'll call it the insane side of wrestling. Because I'm like, but that's the best bit. That's so, like, I'm sure we're going to talk about it. We'll talk about it now. The fact that Braun Strowman and a 10-year-old child <laughs> became tag team champs. Now, I get it. I'm torn. There's one side yes. of me, the fan side of me, and I love it because I was. It made me laugh. I was happy about it for about a week because mostly because I had to talk to someone that didn't what or didn't know about pro wrestling. They said, "Oh, I saw that event. How was it?" And I said, "Oh, a ten-year-old won the tag champs." And their immediate response was, "But not an actual ten-year-old." <laughs> I was like, "No, no, no, literally a ten-year-old." And I just thought, and I love it. But then I can put my critical hat on and look at the tag team scene now and Braun Strowman and go, "Okay, that probably wasn't the smartest thing in the world." But I'm glad we can do that stuff. And I would hate yeah. it if all that went away. I, it actually make me upset because it's weird and crazy. And that's why I love wrestling. Well, that throws up the interesting question because obviously in, in, like in, in a, an environment like Chikara, a 10-year-old winning a match would make perfect sense. And you wouldn't worry about, <laughs> well, this bear is this character because you don't worry about that side of it. When they're actual characters, when they're actual, you know, they've got stories you're invested in not just who's winning who's losing um not that wins and losses don't matter because that's all part of the story you know you want the scrappy hero to overcome or yeah you need a villain to have a lot of wins to be serious like, like it does matter but it's it's not the the total sum of the parts um but you've got to ask the question if you're popping while it happens if it's a good time while it's going on and you have a lot of fun watching it but then almost like a hangover the next day you think about it more seriously and you're like, actually, that kind of, you know, takes away from the bar. You know, it makes them look really a bit yeah. rubbish. Um, the fact that Braun <laughs> Strowman gave the titles away the next day, it it makes them look a bit like trash. And yeah, that I didn't, I didn't like yeah. that because he had to go to school. That was a bit, yeah, okay, now we're going it's in like, a strange direction. Especially now that they're teasing him working more with Lashley, it's like, and they don't seem to know what to do with him. It was like, that baffles me. Uh, no, we'll me probably too. get to that at some point. The, you don't know what to do with the like the man of Vince McMahon's dreams. You don't know what to do. Is that like that episode where Wiley Coyote finally catches Roadrunner and just doesn't understand the concept? Um like that, I don't know, but but he just abdicated the titles, and that so then you think, well, now it's just rubbish. So it's, I guess it's like short term gains, really. It's it's, do you want a long term satisfying solution, or do you just want to get people cheering in the moment before they exactly. realise this is a bit rubbish? Yeah, and that's the argument, right? That's the argument. At the time, you're loving it, but then you can kind of see the fallout. And like you said, you've got Vince McMahon's dream person, but, you know, if somebody argued with me that this affected him, I'd be like, I, I can't, it's difficult for me to say that he hasn't, because since WrestleMania, like you say, he's been in this sort of halfway house team with Bobby Lashley, doesn't really seem to have a specific uh, direction. I know at one point there was a rumor he was going to win the IC title, that didn't happen. So, yeah, you could argue that it derailed him, yeah. and then... 
you know, I think that's a fair... That would be a criticism that would be hard for me to argue. That's a very specific situation. I'm actually glad we had this conversation. Uh, and it does tie into that because it's almost like that scenario with the 10-year-old child almost represents both sides of the argument wonderfully. Um, in the sense of what I both like and can see as a, yeah. as a struggle with, with pro wrestling. Especially because, yeah, right now, I mean, I don't know whether anyone will listen to this. We are you know, in the middle of May. Braun Strowman is directionless, I would say. I don't really Absolutely. know. And I it, don't know. It baffles me. It baffles me that they won't pull the trigger on the guy. Because yeah. if you want to, like, they keep talking about who's the guy, we need the guy, Roman's the guy, that's the big argument, you know, we need Roman, WWE of course wants Roman to be the man, uh, but <laughs> he's still not touching John Cena in the merch sales, which they obviously care about um, more than kind of attracting an audience now, because they're making more money from a shrinking base, which is a great business model right now, but maybe not for the future. Well, that, uh, yeah. They, they're not very future-proofed uh, right now. It's the other thing I wanted to talk about. We're just going to jump around because it's yeah, just coming up yeah. too naturally and too organically. But that's the other thing I wanted to talk to you about because it is almost like, I don't know if you've been reading up about all the TV negotiations they've got going on. I'm obsessed with it because... I'm weird, but it's just um, basically what they've done is it certainly looks like the come end of this year, they're going to secure a new TV contract for 2020. And, you know, next year they're going to be paid more in TV rights than they've ever been paid before. And yes, in 2020, when they renew it with whoever that one be, it's going to go up. So they're going to sort of start, you know, at that contract where they ended this one, and that's going to keep increasing. So I say the contract goes on until 2024. They're going to earn so much money in the next six years. However, if the bottom does eventually fall out of television, like they admitted um, that, you know, the network is not doing the numbers that they intended it to do. Yeah. You know, 2024 right now, as we're talking, seems like, oh, you know, flying cars and robots. It's six years. Do you know what I mean? Like in six years time, that's not a long term business model at all. And again, if the bottom does fall out and they are doing this stuff with, you know, their insistence with Roman Reigns, someone like Braun Strowman coming up, but not really taking advantage of him, as you would assume. Um, you know, bucking around with the Universal title, which I now think they are doing. I like the whole Brock Lesnar thing for a while. Now I'm like, why can't my world title be on television? Yeah, yeah. That all that all can have a serious knock-on effect in less than 10 years. And you're 100% right. What is the long-term plan? What do you do if one of those contracts they're now relying on goes bad or disappears entirely? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I heard, the, I, I forget who had the conversation, but someone talked about the Miz and uh, his whole talking about making the Intercontinental title prestigious. And the conversation came up that he's a heel and is lying about that and is bollocksing about that uh, because, of course, he cheated to win it and whatnot. But where that falls apart and where he, not necessarily the performer, but the character of The Miz fails as a heel, is that was true because it was the biggest title on Raw and still is, in the same way that Seth Rollins is now making it the most prestigious title in the WWE. Uh, yeah. Because the WWE title itself is being treated like a secondary thing. So, and Monday Night Raw has always been the sh the big show with the big ratings. You know, I hear uh, <laughs> um, from friends of wrestlers about friends of wrestlers who say they only watch Raw. They don't ever bother watching SmackDown. Really? So, you know, yeah, it is the show. Uh, so... That's the title everyone's seeing, the Intercontinental title. So The Miz was right. He was the top heel because he had the top belt. Uh, and, and so, yeah, that's a, a, a frustration. Certainly the Universal title uh, barely being seen, um, which, you know, kind of makes it a bit, uh, a, a 
bit extra silly that it was the big main event of WrestleMania, which again, <laughs> we'll get to. Um, one of the most fascinating matches I've ever seen. Bizarre. Um, yeah, Bizarre. yeah. It's like a, like a, a train wreck. If the train was full of clowns, that's sort of weirdly <laughs> fascinating and also macabre. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. Um, back to, let me just loop around quick to Braun Strowman. Uh, he's the guy, right? If you look at the way people are responding to him. Exactly. And we're talking about everybody, like not just the kid demographic who might cheer for Roman, like the, the kids and the women who cheer for Roman everybody is with Braun Strowman. And the guy has always reflected the the period of the time. It's never been a sculpted chosen one. That has, to my knowledge, never worked. No, in, no, it really hasn't. In, in, in WWE or, or anywhere else, any business. You know, I, I make my bread and butter um, analyzing the game industry and I see that there all the time. So many people will see a popular thing and just set out to be that thing or they you know they have this preconceived notion about what the game will be and and who it will appeal to and that's always the killer is they'll focus test or they'll focus on a small portion of their audience that already agrees with them and tailor just to that and then you get into a roman reign situation um if anyone follows the game industry enough, they'll remember a game called Fuse. And right now, Roman Reigns is the Fuse of, of <laughs> That's WWE. The That's um, the best comparison yet. That is. That's amazing. <laughs> the social, I guess the so, what, what people want right now isn't Roman Reigns. They want no. a big, shouty, angry man who smashes stuff up. Yeah. And honestly, especially looking at the, the, way, they, the way things are in America... That's how a lot of people feel everywhere. Oh. It's a it's an angry time to be alive. Uh, in the eighties, it was rock and you know rock and wrestling. That's that was reflective of what people were like then. You know the nineties. We want to talk about Stone Cold, of course. The WWE will proudly tell everyone how plugged into the social zeitgeist Stone Cold was. Everybody <laughs> hates their boss. Everybody wants to beat up their boss, and he reflected that. 2000s, of course, Millennium, um, Future Forward, very sleek and cool uh, for the time period. Everything was focused on that. And that was the rock of the time, Uh, especially with the fact that he basically acted like a heel, no matter how over he was as a face. Uh, It had that, that attitude of being an ass and being rewarded for it. And that was that sort of thing at the time. Yeah. And right now, I think just a lot of people want a cathartic... That's why one of the best things last year, and it did involve Roman, was was what I called... Uh, what was it? Um, Roman Joe Strowman. When jo- <laughs> uh, Samoa Joe, good. Roman Reigns, and Braun Strowman were just kicking the crap out of each other. Just smashing yeah. each other with big meaty fists. Uh, you know, last year was nothing but Roman Reigns breaking things even if it was clearly heavily gimmicked stuff it was still (laughs) fun to see um recently there was this song going around where someone took um oh what was the song the the nickelback song the famous one they did um and it's called this is but they rewrote it to this is how i got over and it's a song about braun Strowman, sung by braun Strowman, and it's hilarious and they just go through all of the things he smashes up and People are responding to that, and it's clearly resonating. He's the guy 
Uh, Seth Rollins, I think they're starting to work out, is also very capable he, he's of, up there, of carrying that yeah. show. Very, I think he's very capable. I think if we want to draw analogies, though, they're never perfect because they're always different time periods. We could be looking at a Bret Hart to Strowman's Hulk Hogan. We at sort of love a, it, love it from that snapshot of history. But obviously, they're both a lot a lot younger and, and you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, have so much further to go. Mm. But I think they're the two faces right now that can carry the the brand. Is you got your Seth Rollins, who people love and has been putting on really not just for WWE standards, but like the match he had with the Miz at Backlash. I mean, sorry, the rest of the card that had to follow <laughs> that. Like that was he's clearly captivating people. So they've got two guys, two. I know. Any company so... should kill for that. <laughs> they're so obsessed with one, though, that it is now... Because I was... We talked about this before as well. I was fine with Roman. I was like, if Roman wants to be your guy, that's great. Just don't ruin, you know, the, the rest of the card and I can get through it. But now, it's that classic saying, right? Shit rolls downhill. Yeah. Now, it, yeah. it does feel a bit like... Like you've just said, why on earth do we have this big guy that Vince McMahon loves, that the fans love, that has not necessarily good matches, but good Braun Strowman matches... Which, especially when you look at the current wrestling landscape, which I've got no problem with, but it is smaller guys than back in the 80s having very athletic matches. Yeah. And, you know, the world the world is cyclical. Now it's like, actually, I want to see the big dude beat the shit out of some people. Yeah. And that and that's fun because, it, you know, what's old is new, as you know we mentioned before. And not, not only that, what's amazing is they've got... Out, out of, their two guys reflect both attitudes. We've got the main... What, what I would consider the mainstream cultural cultural view of the anger and the smashing and the destructiveness but the insider wrestling view of especially with the nxt right now the smaller leaner wrestler who can do what you know some would derisively call the flippy shit but a lot of people <laughs> love because it's great athleticism gymnastics it's wonderful to see yeah. i love seeing it you know my travels and my dissatisfaction with a lot of the 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 booking, writing, whatever in WWE led me to look at other stuff. I fell in love with Ring of Honor. Obviously, I, I wanted to, I mainly wanted to just check out Cody because my own forays into wrestling have me doing the Stardust thing because I was a big fan of, of Stardust and Cody's get other that. gimmicks and his commitment <laughs> to everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we will. Uh, but so I started watching that and loved the Young Bucks and what they do and the whole of Bullet Club. Uh, so that's all, all great. Uh, and we have Seth Rollins. Uh, representing more that side of of the working and the the impressive displays of athleticism that Braun Strowman, uh, while he is impressive, uh, does, he doesn't do that side of it. So they've got two guys reflective of I th what I think a lot of people want, and they're going with a guy that clearly right now comparatively few people want. Mm. But who I, I, could have a, a fantastic place on the roster in in several ways? But yeah. right now is will not get over as a, as a face. Well, now is not it's, rescuable it, as a face, and I know it's, it's considered old hat to say it. But but I I think after WrestleMania, it almost became fresh is the wrong word, but you know what it mean. It, it's like that for me. It wasn't. It didn't just jump the shark at WrestleMania. The shark basically collided into a wall yeah. because it it was just. I would say much. the theory, the theory of Roman became a fact. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I think you're 100 percent right. It's almost like that was it coming to a head, and it was like, oh boy, this is it's too much. And especially again when 
it does start to affect the rest of the card. That's when I start getting too annoyed because that one decision at WrestleMania to not have Brock Lesnar lose, which has clearly been the plan for a year, you know, it sent Samoa Joe to SmackDown and I was quite looking forward to my Roman Reigns Samoa Joe Universal <laughs> title view. Uh, it put Roman Reigns in a feud with Jinder Mahal. It clearly knocked Braun Strowman off what he was meant to do. All because of this weird, I call it controversy, around Roman Reigns. And I didn't mind it for a long time. But yeah, like you're saying now, especially, I totally agree with you on Seth Rollins as well. I really feel like this year, this is the first time in WWE he's kind of found that momentum as a babyface. And because he is a high flyer and does all the stuff that you know the, 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 the hardcores love, that is ultimately... Exactly, that they've got that market catered for. So the fact that you have the more mainstream monster, and it's all, like I say, it's all this weird asterisk because you've got this most. Don't get me wrong. If you actually take a step back and look at it critically, Roman Reigns is amazing because you know. To, <laughs> no, to, he's to great. Think- he's really good. And when he's you know when he's when he's not writing uh, when he's not reading rather uh, promos <laughs> that make me cringe, and he's allowed to just do his own thing. He's fine, but right now he's kind of unwatchable because he's saying things like, you know, Brock Lesnar's Vince's boy, and it's no <laughs> because we know that's bullshit. Yeah, no, we that's know the that's problem. bullshit. You didn't win the Royal Rumble, and you're the main event. You didn't have a title match with Samoa Joe, and you were the main event, which I didn't end up watching. Well, I I do what I do now with a lot of Roman matches. I watch to see him come out so I can, with morbid fascination listen to the crowd reactions and wonder how the hell he can still do it and come out and just face it and not cringe himself when he has to say that the other guys are the guys who are protected and he's in the stone cold position of hates his boss because it's so up. It wasn't obvious with stone cold because it wasn't written that way here. It's there's no subtlety to the fact that he is loved by the company and put in the position of everything and and the he's the big dog because <laughs> michael cole's got to say that with with rapturous euphoria every time he comes out um that like he is to roman what Corey graves is to alexa bliss in in just the yeah that's true worship uh, it's too obvious it's too too obvious to work and that's the problem, I think, with Roman Reigns, is he is really good at what he does, but the whole package right now is too obvious to work. And I'll say this, that he was in the position, he that he was allowed to be put into the position he was put in at WrestleMania. No performer should be put into that position, I should say, where they're treated that hostile through no real fault of their own. And totally against what the reaction should be for the story. That he's put in that position. And that a true gemstone like Braun Strowman. A true, you only get this once in a lifetime, living phenomenon like Braun Strowman. Just physical phenomenon that is Braun Strowman. Again, everything Vince has ever wanted that he is in a tag team match with a 10-year-old child, that that's the best they can think of, that they have nothing to do. With, for Braun Strowman at WrestleMania is a crime, an actual, not just booking, because I know they want to say they're writers now. If you consider yourself a writer for having Braun Strowman in your lap and not knowing what to do with it, to not be able to pet the Strowman kitty when it's a Strowman kitty 
There's only one thing you do with a kitty. You stroke it, you pet it. If you don't know what to do, it's a writing crime. And shame on them. Shame on them as writers. I don't say this is... This is, aside from wrestling, as an industry, as a sport, as, as, as anything you want to label it. And this is not about booking and everything traditionally involved with that. As writers of a TV show, what they desperately want to be... That is shameful, criminal, and they should go in right as jail. It's spelled G-A-O-L, <laughs> proper medieval jail, so you know it's bad, full of rats. Put, put them in the stocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I, I, I agree with you because, and I was thinking about this the other day, like, it's all well and good to say, oh, the landscape's changed and this and that. Some things don't change in wrestling. And if we, had, imagine when Stone Cold, I'm not saying that Braun Strowman's the next Stone Cold Steve Austin. I made an analogy like this once and it was, uh, the backfire was not worth it. <laughs> that's, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is he's the guy, like we've said, he's the guy with the momentum. So you can say there's a, there's a you know, there's a, a similarity there. Stone Cold Steve Austin, when he was gathering momentum, wouldn't have been put in that situation at, at WrestleMania. It no. just wouldn't have happened. It's embarrassing. How are yeah. they not embarrassed that their I, top guy is being treated like this? Well, I think it's I say I think it's because they're making money, and they think yeah. we're making money, so we must be doing we must be doing something right because we're making loads of money. And I that's also, what it all comes back to. But do you know what else was making lots of money while it was being embarrassing on television? <laughs> Go on, I know you're going to say, but yeah, you're say it. WCW. <laughs> exactly. When the exactly. business is hot, you can do no wrong. When the business is cold, you can do no right. That phrase is. Re- like that's the arc phrase in the death of WCW, and yeah. whether you want to say everything in that book is real or not, or you know some of the accounts because you know the wrestling industry is full of people with their own take on what happened. There are a lot of undeniable things and, and facts and figures, actual you know backed up statistics in that book, and you look at some of the stuff they were doing when they were at their hottest. People were watching out of morbid curiosity, and when the yeah. curiosity wore off, they stopped, and. Uh, you know, we see this with, with what I said about the lack of future proof. Make, and, and again, I, in the other industry I examine for a living, you, if you keep a stagnant audience and your aim is to make more money from the same audience or a dwindling audience, which is worse, you can only squeeze so much. You can squeeze coal into a diamond, but once it's a diamond, you'll cut your fingers. That's brilliant. That is... The you know that's business. You can make as yeah. much money as you like right now, but if you've alienated your audience, if you've burnt the goodwill, you are toast in the future. Yeah, I, I I also this is a bit of a strange tangent, but it all ties in in my head. I blame John Cena for a lot of this. And when <laughs> I say when I say John Cena, I don't mean the man John Cena. I mean the way John Cena was yeah. treated because his sort of yay boo reaction. I loved it. I got a kick out of every week because it was huge. And anyone that gets that type of reaction, it I, you, you know, I will emote for that. You'll get emotions out of me. Yeah. However, because we're now getting the same thing with Roman Reigns again, it's kind of like Braun Strowman, the big dude coming back to fruition. Now I'm just like, can't we just cheer the good guys again? And boo the bad guys again. I'm really yeah. sick of this main guy of the company that I have to hate. I don't want to hate him. I want you to find out a way to make me like him in the same way they're like AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan, which we also have to talk about. Yeah. I like that. I like wanting someone to win. And I never had that with John Cena because, again, he was a, a science experiment almost. And that was great because it was different. It's not different anymore. It's not new. We've done it. And I, I can't believe we're doing it again. It just seems... 
It just seems so counterproductive. I want to be able to tune into Raw and SmackDown. It is why, in many ways, I prefer SmackDown at the moment because I do want to cheer AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, and it makes me happy. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Seth Rollins, absolutely that works. And there are some other guys, but I'm talking about the top, your Hogan's, your Austin's, your Rocks, that you get excited about winning the, the big match at Mania or the World Championship because you're completely invested in what they're doing. And yet here we are in 2018, and I think the John Cena nonsense started about 2006. So 12 years of this, oh, we're going to almost, I don't like to say take over the show because you do whatever you want if you go to an event, but that's what it yeah. is. It's taking over the show Honestly, and it's really starting to wear thin. I think we, I think people do want traditional heels and faces again. Just, yeah, I just, do. Just from observing crowds, because a common excuse and i think again they cling to this i think the reality era i think is that what they're calling it now the reality I think era so, yeah. feels almost like wallpaper over a crack it's like they can't get people to as um, some podcaster called it get the crowd to cooperate with them which i don't <laughs> like that but i had to bring it up at some point that i heard someone use that phrase as if cooperate as if the audience is a cowed part of the show like yeah, they've exactly. been beaten into submission and honestly i think they believe that uh, and are only now just seeing a, a rebellion among the peasantry Probably, <laughs> in their yeah. view um but i think part of that rebellion and honestly i think part of cheering for heels and booing faces or cheering for them both the whole warring chant thing is a reflection of if they're not as invested in the story uh, yeah. because you would just boo for uh, cheer for someone based on whether you like them as a performer if you're not that into the story and you're not that invested in a heel um, there are exceptions uh, obviously NXT being very work focused you'll get people cheering for a lot of people but then again you know they'll even lean into it the Velveteen Dream is pure like between status like he'll pick on the faces but he'll play to the crowd and, and yeah, it works that's true. Uh, but then you look at Tommaso Ciampa a I man mean, so booed, he doesn't need music. I mean, the best entrance I've seen in a long time. So, and, and he's I even love amazing on Twitter. Glamour, but wow. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's the he, best. He is evil. Like, people chuckling, you're the devil. He is <laughs> evil. And another one that I feel one day he'll, you know, end up where they won't know what to do with him and will waste pure gold. Because he is evil. He looks like a villain from a Jim Henson movie. And I mean that as a compliment. <laughs> because he looks demonic. And he leans in. The, the creepy wave. Like some like gremlin creature who's done something truly evil. That's so good. And people want to... You look at, again, like I've started watching Ring of Honor. People are... Booing heels, not again, not consistently, but people are booing heels a lot more regularly there. Yeah, I and totally And cheering agree. for faces. Um, you know, Cody Rhodes, or rather Cody, sorry, um, gets has to warn people many times not to jump the barricade to get to him. That's amazing. Yeah, no, that's it, amazing. I... People on in YouTube comments arguing over his promo about Kenny Omega as if they believe everything he's saying. And some of them maybe do, because they actually know how to blur the lines properly to convince you of the story, rather than just say, you know, all but say, this is a shoot. Look what we are doing at the camera. I am Roman Reigns and John Cena, if people couldn't tell. Um, you know, they, they, he can just throw something in like Kenny Omega's a reject from WWE Developmental and the audience almost goes quiet. 
with just ooh, because that's part of the character of Kenny Omega. Like it's they blend the work into the story in a way that you just get invested in the characters more, and mm. it's not just this horrible, jarring break from reality. And they get people invested in the characters and stories as a consequence. Um, they lean into it on Twitter. Cody trolling Bullet Club fans on Twitter is so good. And like you say, Champa is so good on Twitter. They're working it from all the angles. Kayfabe isn't necessarily dead. It's just we all know what it is, what it is now. And people want to believe in it still. And the same way, you know, people will watch a, a soap opera or, you know, EastEnders or something. And they know they're actors, not very good ones even, but they all still watch the storylines because they want to see people miserable. Exactly. Uh, and, and in wrestling, they want to see the good guys and the bad guys fight. And I'm, I, I like villainous characters, so I might not, quote-unquote, cooperate and cheer for villains just because I've always liked villainous characters. They get the best Disney songs. So that's... <laughs> I might not, but I'm, I will still do it because I'm buying into the stories and I like exactly. the characters. I'll cheer for Cody because I love him as a villainous character. The American psycho type thing, his whole American nightmare thing. I love it. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And Ring of Honor and NXT does it well too. Um, but yes. I, look at, I look at it like New, New Japan is a big one for me because I, 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 I'll admit that the idea of this did first come from Reddit in case someone goes, you stole that. Yes, it did. this was inspired from a comment <laughs> on Reddit. But if you, in many ways, Okada is being booked in exactly the same way as Roman Reigns. He always wins. He's a top guy in the company, except he has nothing but universal praise. Uh, and yeah. you could argue that Okada's a better wrestler than, than Roman Reigns, but I don't think that's it. I just think it's because... You know, at, at, the, at the point where the fans were making up their minds and, you know, you have a million different variables of if they're going to like you or hate you. And yes, Roman Reigns had to put up with all the stuff to do with Daniel Bryan. However, it all counts. Whether it's real life or the fictional world of wrestling, and this is tying into what you said about kayfabe, people don't, you know, if people wanted to boo Roman Reigns, you can easily embrace, you know, the, the insane side of wrestling by going, okay, that's what they want. They've already got a reason. Let's play on that. Let's push it. And then, hey, look, we're back in the crazy world of fictional wrestling because, you know, we've understood the story and we've steered our direction there. That's why Akada gets cheered because he hasn't really done anything or he didn't fall into the same pit that Roman Reigns yeah. that did fall into. And I know I'm focusing on Roman, but this is just more of a, of a general point. Uh, you know about all of it and it is that thing about embracing whatever you because you never know every wrestler is like a uh is a different journey a different adventure to sound really hippie trippy and over the top and it really is about embracing where they're gonna go you know i mentioned steve austin earlier steve austin came in and, and you know by his own admission was meant to be a mechanic a guy that was there to make other people look good and put mm -hmm. them over. But then lightning struck and everybody then in 96, 97, 98 was like, oh, you know, we better do something with this. And they did. And Roman is actually in the same position. It's just for whatever reason, it's like, we're just going to be really, really, you know, really stubborn. And I get that at the house shows, he gets cheered and he sells a lot of merchandise. He's an absolute important contributor, you know, to that company. However, the TV audience is completely different to the house show audience because the TV audience has basically cult men mentality you know when you see roman reigns get booing on tv and then you go to a show and everyone else is doing it it's like well you know i better join the mob you know i met i better i better jump in with the masses and it's too late and also let's not forget this was roman reigns's fourth appearance in a row of headlining wrestlemania that's hulk hogan levels of crazy yeah yeah and that's not that's not good i i just i just it's well, too long the in thing the they they a lot of people will when they criticize roman will say that it's only because he shoved down our throats that we don't like him. But 
I think history has demonstrated that you can shove a baby face down people's throats as much as you want. You can fill them up with another wrestler if you want. If they want them. If they want the wrestler. Hulk Hogan people wanted. Yeah. He he never lost in when he did. He was very protected. Yep. Uh, he was back-to-back WrestleMania main eventing. Um, Goldberg, the streak. Oscar, the streak. People didn't mind that. They never no, mind right. that. They never yeah. mind someone being front and center and not losing. They want to see the person win and win and win and, and succeed and, and be Okada or Goldberg or, or uh, um, you know, any the person who I just mentioned, Hulk Hogan, had somehow completely forgot his names for a moment. Um, <laughs> you can... You can do that with them if they're the the guy, if or, or girl. I mean, Ronda Rousey might be the the linchpin now. Uh, we don't know. Um, if once we see her in action more, I mean, her, her, she's already got the big mainstream thing. She it it might be a woman. It might be if not the guy, the gal. You don't know yeah, right now. She, she's but, got more chance than anyone, given her yeah. star star away from the WWE. Yes, yeah, very much so. Um, if they want that, you know, if they want to expand their audience properly and, and not try and, and squeeze blood from a, a, an ever-anemic stone, <laughs> uh, they, you know, they're, they're going to be in trouble if they keep trying to push this and just tailor to the the smaller live crowd that likes Roman. Because um, I think someone, I, again, I, again, I forget because I, I listen to a lot of stuff, you know. Um, it's gotten to the point where I watch a Roman thing and it's just, it's, I don't want to watch the next episode of WWE or, or Raw so much as I then think, oh, I've got to hear what Raven thinks about this. Uh, and that's, <laughs> I don't think that's the kind of way you want your audience to get uh, where they just then listen to other people bashing the thing or, or examining it bewildered. And then you just stop watching the show because you're like, well, I could just listen to other people be confused and not be confused myself. Well, that's the uh, thing I'm finding more and more amazing. I, honestly, like, because I obviously do the ups and downs thing for what culture. The amount mm-hmm. of people that now say to me, I don't watch Raw. I And it's not huge or anything. I'm talking dozens, well, not thousands, you, but still. You're like, among them, by the way. Like, it'll be, right, I'll go on to what culture, see what Simon Miller has to say about this. <laughs> I, I, I watch the ups oh, and downs you. for WrestleMania and, and Greatest Royal Rumble and Backlash so that I could... You know, obviously because I enjoy your videos, but also because I'm like, it's another opinion on Roman Reigns. And I've got to hear them because I'm so darkly fascinated. I keep using that word, I know, but that's the word. But you're right. And you're 100% right. I get like that. I want to know what Stone Cold thinks about it or Raven Mm -hmm. or Chris Jericho or... I mean, there's so many wrestling podcasts. But I do. I seek them out because, again, Roman Reigns is a science experiment. It's like, look at this crazy world we've entered where the guy that's meant to be the biggest guy in the company and cheered and beloved is hated and yet we just ignore all of that that's not making yeah. any sense that like, is we're in ab- the world of reaction videos as well we're in the world of youtube and people having people loving over the top stuff which again is another point for roman but again in the world of reaction videos i'm looking up like a compilation of reactions to Roman Reigns coming out number 30 in the Royal Rumble, just to see people hyped and then deflated. And there are compilations of that, because that's a big audience for that. Yeah. For watching other people be continually, bat- like, just utterly confused by WWE. 
and you don't want your show to be confusing to people. Much less the Roman fans who might turn up and be like, like go to a show and be like, why is everyone else booing this man? Yeah. I'm so confused. WrestleMania shouldn't have a confusing main event. You should clearly know who is who. Yeah. Who's I, the I, good I, guy? Who's the bad guy? Like, if, or, or if you want to be less traditional, you know, why does he dislike him? What's going on here? That's why are I... people chanting and, and going home and, and yelling, <laughs> this is boring, and booing Brock Lesnar for winning, even though they were cheering him because he was anyone but Roman? Like, this is, it's a bizarre story. WWE does... is bizarre. How does a new viewer get in as well? Like if you're a new yeah. viewer, I mean, it's different for you because obviously you, you had, uh, you know, you've got experience with it from before. But Plus Bobby Lashley's st- back, so everything's <laughs> like it was. It's true. <laughs> We've just reset. We have just reset to where it's we were 10 years ago. It's all over again. If, imagine you'd never watched any of that and you start watching today. The amount of stuff you have to learn it's like watching i'm not going to spoil it but it's like watching the, the latest avengers movie if you've seen that movie it's like man i need a lot of information before sitting down with this film <laughs> yeah. just to get through it. and it's the same if you're not invested in squared circle or the internet wrestling community or indie wrestling or whatever and you sit down even to watch one episode of raw and you're being told roman reigns you know you're being sold this idea of roman reigns this guy braun Strowman's this guy seth Rollins this guy the miz is this guy and yet everything the reaction is different you're going to be baffled and i dare would say you go you know what i don't want to watch this for starters there's seven hours of television i've got to watch each week also i don't understand what the hell is going on i'm just gonna i'm just gonna tap out and hey look from a why did backlash last that long why Why did did, backlash last that long I don't know. I don't I know. I checked out before the main event because uh, Samoa Joe was beating the hell out of Roman Reigns. And I think he just cinched uh, in, uh, cinched in sorry, the, the sleeper hold. Um, and I immediately just thought, right, he's going to beat up Roman for the whole match. Superman punch Spear, wi- he wins. I don't need to see this. I'm going to bed. And I woke up in the morning and it was pretty much that. Uh, for, like looking at the report in the morning. So I, I know how the matches are all going to go now, but you could say the same about Hulk Hogan, except people wanted to see it. He had That's the so catchphrases people wanted to see. He had the match ending people wanted to see. They want to see the leg drop. They want to see the people's elbow. They don't want to see... I mean, they're not doing him no favours with the finishers because... I honestly feel like the spear, as much as it's always been used as a face move, unless you're someone like Goldberg, it's more of a heel move, I feel. I think Edge made it work as a finisher because it's almost like a sneaky move. Um, but it doesn't look so good on Roman. He he doesn't have a move that gets the crowd pumped up. And he doesn't need to be super fancy. Braun Strowman makes the running power slam look good. Yeah. Because he makes it look good. Because he's a huge, <laughs> big dude. And it... It's sold like the the worst thing in the world, but a spear is just ah. Uh. You're right, and also it's been done better by Goldberg. Yes, yes. last year Charlotte Flair does a better one, and I don't <laughs> yes, mean that does. to be insulting to you know. Oh, a girl does a better one. I just mean Charlotte Flair does a better one, and it's used by her as a legit finisher when she doesn't use the figure eight, which is just beautiful. Um, yeah. While we're on WrestleMania, the one armed figure eight was there. It looked like a photo op, like a lot of WWE stuff does, but it was one I didn't mind. Like I was think as I was looking at, it, I was like, "Well, that they're all taking photos of that," but I was like, "That deserves photos taken." Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not just lo- pointing to a sign. 
I love that match, to be honest. I, I, yeah. I had I had sort of some reservations about the ending just because I don't feel like Oscar needed to lose, but that's that's nothing. That's something that's there to be argued about, I believe. It made me uh, go, holy shit. And, yeah, me too. Me too. And I didn't think like the, the Nicholas winning the tag titles thing, I didn't think in the morning, like, oh well that's gonna damage her. I was worried that they'd then find nothing to do with her and be confused about what to do with someone who is a, a major talent and worth uh, <laughs> and, and easy to write for uh, but but they they did that that have now they don't know what to do with why do they why do they not know what to do with people who are very know. talented but i love that you're here jim i love that you're here you've arrived <laughs> you're at the it's, wrestling party it's like i always say i don't know a great deal about wrestling i, I really don't but i know entertainment it's been my work for like a decade now and you've been very successful at it too i I, I like to consider myself at least you know a cult success at what i do i i'm doing well and i've been able to grow my audience at a comfortable rate uh so and i so i I think i know and my business has been critiquing entertainment a different industry but still entertainment and i said critiquing very uh jovially i thought but i know entertainment and i know writing and this is this is bad if you don't know you don't have to know wrestling to know who's charismatic who has the you just have to have like eyesight and you you don't even need that actually you just need to hear the crowd or you just need to see the you need a sense to be able to pick up what the crowd is doing just a little bit of sense to know what to do with some of these performers mm, and, and where the, the algorithm is there, the sorting algorithm of these performers. Clearly, Roman is in the wrong position because you shouldn't ever have to put a performer through that experience. He shouldn't have to deliver promos. He clearly can't believe. No one can believe because of all the, ev- the, the evidence on the show to the contrary. Again, if we want to look at this as a television show they're trying to produce... The audience not giving the right reactions or not, again, complying with orders from the writers is their fault. It's the writer's fault. They complain, you know, people say, oh, well, the people who bring beach balls are being disrespectful. I say they wouldn't be bringing out the beach balls if they were being respected as an audience and being given the entertainment that they want. Instead, we get people bored, booing the hero of the TV show, and that makes a very confusing TV show that is telling us that this guy is despicable and yet heroic. And you can write that character, but no one is talented enough, given the evidence I've looked at in the WWE creative, <laughs> to do any of that. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. And like I say, I can always enjoy wrestling week to week, even with all of that. Uh, but it's like you said, I'm enjoying it within the context of what it's being presented and not necessarily what's going to happen, you know, four, six, yeah. eight, ten years it's, down the line. It's confusing. That's the problem. It is. Um, like a bad B-movie, um, but without the laughter sometimes. The, yeah. the Elias makes me laugh a lot. He's got a career in pantomime. Oh, he's, um, won, he's won me over He'll be so a great much. King Rat or something in uh, Pantomime. Uh, he one he time. really would. He's just... Uh, I think everything that happened at WrestleMania with him under t- when the lights went out and it was Elias, I jumped out my chair. Yeah, I just ah, uh, it was just so that, that was it. That He's was another the- one. 
Another one they don't seem to know what to do with. When he does he's nothing, so good right? At what he does. He floats around again. He just floats around. Like at one point, I thought he was feuding with Strowman, then he didn't. Then I thought he was feuding with Lashley, then he didn't. Now he's gone into a story with Bobby Roode, but they've got one apiece, and now apparently Bobby Roode doesn't care anymore. It's this, this, this constant. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand what we're trying to catch up with here. Yeah, like your show shouldn't be confusing, and I get it. You're doing live TV, and it's a wrestling show, and the crowd is unpredictable. Things aren't going to work out. But again, you look at the, the the median. What's the average here? On average, I watch Ring of Honor and I am not confused. Mm. I know who is what, what the motivation is, who the crowd has sided with. Um, it is a special event almost. I w- well, that puts a bit too much on it. But it, it's a bit of a special feeling when there is a, a split reaction chant in something like Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, or New Japan or, or, you know, where the characters are being taken more seriously by honestly more creative people than people who call themselves creative instead of bookers. The people with the loftier goals are not showing they deserve to be in a position of writing primetime television because honestly, a lot of this stuff is just cringe TV. Yeah, no, I, 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 I totally agree. Because uh, I, I think sometimes the way I look at it is it's okay for people like you and I who understand pro wrestling. But again, if you don't, I don't see where the door is anymore. Yeah, That's honestly, really... it's no surprise why ratings are down. Yeah, it's I don't, I don't, I, I'd love, in a way, I would love to somehow be able to extract all the wrestling knowledge from my brain and sit down with an episode of Raw. For starters, you've got to get through three hours, which is nothing. I mean, there's nothing that can be three hours entertaining. Again, there's a reason I watch the Hulu edits. Uh, <laughs> even, even though they cut out the ultimate deletion, because I guess they were embarrassed before they realised exactly how popular it would be. Um, I, I end up watching those more than anything else because I'm not sitting through three hours on top of everything else. I've got, I got things to do. You're a busy man. Um, yeah, I'm busy. I'm, I'm too too busy for something that I genuinely enjoy watching a lot of. That's the other thing as well. Like, and I, I love pro wrestling. They, I am part of the problem because they can pretty much do whatever they want and I'll watch it week to week because I work in it, but also because I, I do love it. I, even when I don't like something, I, I like I like talking to you know to people like yourself about it. I get a kick out of it. But we are not the... That, that's, a, that's a hardcore fan. We all know about hardcore fans and it's the casual fan you always want to try and, try and win over because again, I'm in. You've got me. You've got me. I, I mean, I'm not much of a merchandise buyer, but I know a lot of people within my within that remit are so you're gonna make your money and um, but it's a strange time and like i said we are in that lull post wrestlemania at the moment as you mentioned backlash was mediocre yeah <laughs> and here's best. the thing we say lull backlash has often been one of my favorite events i agree been some great backlashes because the concept is good like you've had the the big season finale with the the triumphs of wrestlemania and then it's time for the fallout and the kickoff of a new year of stuff um going by the wwe calendar Uh, but yeah like this and last year was but then last year they they kind of the concept was gone um but this year it was sort of bringing the the idea back because it was this dual show thing i won't say brand this dual show thing (laughs) and it it makes it's it's more part of that cringe tv brand what you want about you're the same company grow up uh but two shows i can at least believe have competitive writing teams because they kind of do in real life uh or at least used to i don't i'm not sure what the situation is i know they've got different heads for the shows but uh you can at least believe that brand super sod off uh but uh i forget where i was going with any of that (laughs) 
I was had just, to make a different point. But I was uh, just enjoying it, to be honest, man. I was just enjoying <laughs> the rant. Uh, we were, uh, I can't remember what we're talking about now. Yeah. What were we talking about? I've lost. I've lost the first time ever. Oh, I've lost our train of thought Brent. of what we were talking about. Basically, that WWE's gone nuts. I think that's basically yeah, the that's idea that we were less, saying. Yeah, that's it's it's confusing. And they they had a big mainstream audience back when it it resonated with that. And part of it is, of course, the the spread of media. People aren't watching TV so much anymore. But again, that speaks to the, the the idea that WWE trying to make a lot more money from a dwindling medium is not going to work out. Uh, I think if they were doing better, WWE Network would do better. Um, they probably get a lot of sign-ups after WrestleMania, but then... And, and probably make a bit of money like any subscription of people who just forget to cancel. But with the kind of TV they put out, and with so much of it everywhere, people probably do see it here and there and then think, oh, i got to cancel this because... Mm, this is weird that I'm looking at here and confusing and baffling. And probably WrestleMania as well. Wasn't a great commercial for the WWE Network to say, here's our top guy. Everybody hates looking at him. I just that last that yeah, I mean to go off the air with basically a crowd not even giving a match a chance and just ignoring it, which they did again at Backlash. That, I know they walked out of Backlash, but they still they still took over that that main event at Backlash. I mean they re, uh, at WrestleMania. The, yeah. the, to have that twice in a row, I've been watching wrestling a long time. I can't, apart from sort of Goldberg and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 20, I can't think of many matches where I've sat there and gone, no matter what they're doing in the ring, I can't enjoy it because this crowd is so anti what's going on. It has just yeah. sapped away any atmosphere or, you know, any... Uh, and I d again, I don't blame the crowd. I do not blame the crowd. No, the uh, crowd can do whatever they will, want. Yeah, no, but... it's, it's the WWE's job to get them invested. That's yes. their job. That's like, it. Every, every chant of this is boring. Every, every beach ball bounce is another mark of shame on the writing team for for not keeping them hooked because they'll go elsewhere they'll find a beach ball more entertaining yeah they, they are and i i understand i understand why you know somebody like cesaro i think especially gets he's, he doesn't like it he's like this is disrespectful i think jericho said they're right it is disrespectful however they they, they haven't spent that money to cut well, some people always spend money to be jackasses, but by and large, they yeah. haven't spent that money to be jackasses. They just get there and they got seven and a half hours into a show and they said, I do not want to see Roman Reigns. That's all yes. it was. That's Honestly, all it, it was. was. A, it was a, an audience protesting the only way an audience can. Yeah. If they're there, then yeah, they'll react by chanting beat the traffic which a lot of people did because they didn't want to <laughs> the they didn't want to hang around at half 11 that's almost a bit on a sunday it's work in the morning i know it's, I mean... it's i'm just I, and i feel bad because you said you liked having me on because i often brought a more positive spin and now i'm just sounding like any any old spark on the internet which i can say now because <laughs> i'm in the business i'm allowed to say that now i can i can use terms we're gonna get um, there selling i i could just say that out loud now bump yeah. um anyway um, yeah so i feel bad that i'm now just being a cynical misery again um at some point we'll just have to do one where i'm just like let's talk about people i like in ring of honor let's just talk about dalton castle for an hour um but <laughs> it really is where i'm at not 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 as someone who thinks he can do better in the wrestling industry but simply as someone who likes good entertainment it just You're a fan. Who wants to watch a tv show yeah. and not be just have my jaw on the floor at the dreadful not watching it like i watch the room almost 
but with less, fewer laughs. I mean, that is a damning review right there. <laughs> like Honestly, watching the it room, is. But with it's, fewer laughs, which is like all a, the room has. Yeah, uh, really, at some times. If it wasn't for the wrestling, which they don't even want to acknowledge because they're a sports entertainment company. <laughs> You've only got the sports. Oh, I love it. I love that we're here. I love it. Wrestling is what a wonderful beast wrestling is. <laughs> it, it drags you in. You somehow get obsessed with it and then it pisses you off. It's when the same a, with everybody. When I was a teenager, me and my friend talked about this. I forget which. It was during the invasion angle, but it wasn't invasion. It was one of the ones after. And we were just so upset at the main event of it because it was just drag. It was the one where I, all I remember was Chris Jericho called uh, Paul Heyman a big white Shrek. Um, that's all I remember Um, but we gotta remember that Nia Jax is being bullied at the same time uh, the main babyface is calling Paul Heyman a walrus we gotta remember those two disparate pieces of (laughs) these two conflicting pieces of information Um, that's so true yeah they're awful with that stuff they really are that's the whole part of of, again why WWE is so confusing because it's constantly giving us two messages from that all the way up to here's the big dog that everyone is sick of and no one wants to see uh, it mixed messages all the time there's no consistency and again you're watching Avani, you're watching new japan they ain't bouncing beach balls they're not chanting beat the traffic they're watching and cheering and booing and getting involved actually involved not fighting the product they're going with the flow you rarely see this disrespect from people watching these shows because they have something to respect. Yeah, yeah there you go. You just, you've hit the nail on the head. Yeah. And again, this isn't, um, I, I realize it sucks for the performers and they will feel personally disrespected. But again, this goes to the creative team. It's a mark on them that they would put a performer in that really honestly bad position yeah unhealthy position it can't be doing it can't be good for roman's mindset for anyone's mindset no i don't know how he puts up with it yeah honestly i feel terrible i i i I, after wrestlemania i really did i was like that can't i i'm sure he's got thick skin and i'm sure he's probably got a bit of a chip on his shoulder as well i certainly would do but i was also like that's got to that's got it's got to wear you down it's just got to wear you down i mean i went through this in my job only when I realized that the, the place I'd started working for, because I, I, I brought my show to a new place, and people didn't like me, so I thought, sod it, lean into it, because it wasn't good for my mindset. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, you know, lean into it. Just They're probably going to cancel me off anyway. Just essentially turn heel. I just became smug and arrogant <laughs> as a character. <laughs> and they loved it, and it got over in that industry. And, and we've seen it get over in this industry. Of course, everyone brings up, Rocky Maivia versus The Rock. Everyone brings it up, but it's a tr- they bring it up because it's always so pertinent. They wouldn't bring it up so much if it hadn't happened and we hadn't all witnessed it. Yeah, which is why it's bizarre. They don't... It happened in their own company. I don't understand why you just yeah. wouldn't go, hey, we can do that again. And maybe if we do do that again, we'll have a new version of The Rock. Yeah, I'm not Vincent saying that would happen. arrogance. Vince and his arrogance, I could see rejecting it if, if it was a WWE, uh, WCW idea once. Oh, absolutely, And they were the only yeah. ones who succeeded with it. But he's, Vince and his arrogance should be thinking that, that he could do that again. That he had these successes. I don't know. When did he become so frightened as well? 
That's another thing. I realise that they are playing nice with TV networks. It, I'm not talking about PG stuff. I'm talking about creative stuff. I guess it was just when he had no one else to beat, so there were no desperation moves. I, and yeah, competition I, I, always breeds creativity, but... Yeah, he's playing it so safe now. He looks so scared. I think WCW dying really was... And don't get me wrong, I always have to point out, I still like wrestling, but it was the worst thing that ever happened to the yeah. wrestling business because there's never been another, uh, you know, another sort of properly competition. Uh, mm-hmm. TNA Impact never really got there. I will say, and yeah, we, we can transition into this just as we're here, you know, the, the all-in show that Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks announced yesterday, well, that put on sale yesterday, their tickets sold out within 35 minutes. And as yeah. you mentioned... Uh, Cody Rhodes is your favorite wrestler, maybe ever. <laughs> you know. Maybe, maybe, yeah, like yeah. certainly of working right now, but maybe and he, ever. And he, he could be responsible for this sort of. And look, indie wrestling was booming anyway, as you and I both know, Jim. As we <laughs> snuck our way into it, <laughs> but um, you know, he has now. For that, I think I read this, and I go facts are, are spurious at best, but seemingly the first show in around twenty years in America. Uh, not by the WWE that has, you know, now sold out a building that has 10,000 people sold. Mm-hmm. And I know there's people going, oh, it's probably, you know, secondhand market, stub pub tickets. Well, even it is, they still sold 10,000 tickets. So it's irrelevant. Yeah. The ticket's still sold. And let's face it, WWE fudges as many numbers as it can. There's exactly. a reason that that big screen hides a, a large section of chairs. <laughs> Exactly. But I mean, what do you, as a man, obviously, you invested in Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor's got you. New Japan's got you. Cody Rhodes has got you. Right now, you could argue he's the poster boy for indie wrestling. He's doing so well. Um, I mean, where do you see all of that stuff going? I mean, it's all in show in September, I believe it is. December the 10th or something like that. It's obviously going to be huge. Uh, but, you know, has that, you know, are you sucked into, obviously, you're certainly getting sucked in, but do you feel like you could even venture off in that direction and be like, well, I watch WWE, but I'm actually more interested in what's going on over here? It's. It's honestly getting that way. Like I'm more, I'm more keen to catch um, Ring of Honor Monday nights on a fight on the Fight TV app. Like it's just an hour, and I think they're behind even. But right now, until I get like a Roku or whatever, like to get the the Honor Club kicked up, like that's what I'm doing. But yeah. I'm more looking forward to that now than I do Raw, certainly. And as the death of WCW may have been the worst thing to have happened in the industry uh, for a long while. Um, in terms of the business, I'm not going to talk about. I'm not. I don't mean personal as people and what they've done. Uh, I mean in terms of you know WWE as a business long term uh, may have been very damaging. I th- that was very long roundabout and too many caveats. <laughs> um, but the, basically, what I'm getting at is that the rise and especially the alliance between New Japan and Ring of Honor may be the best maybe the best thing or may become the best thing because they're getting powerful it feels new japan has obviously become really big and the bullet club alone are bringing eyes over you know once once they got cody and that was that got me in uh and obviously kenny omega got a ton of people in and the oh, yeah. uh, the, the young bucks have become a merchandise machine and brought the rest of them with them um, you know, that Hot Topic deal is just amazing, the success it's, they've had. It's insane. And even Jericho, when he comes in, just, you know, makes these yeah. new t-shirts and they just blow up in Hot Topic. I know he's Chris Jericho, but still, it's, yeah, they're, it's madness. They're becoming, they're reflecting, I think, a, 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 at least a counterculture in some ways that is making money. And that could propel a lot of things. You know, a rising tide raises all the ships. 
And right now, the Bullet Club is one heck of a tide. Absolutely. That's at least that's at least looking at it right now. Obviously, the the every business changes and the, it could all fall apart. Uh, but right now, they look to be only on the rise. And and it's at the point where it, the loftiest career goal I I have as someone working in the industry is to just have a little stint in Ring of Honor. That's the pinnacle. I've got no I got no intention belief desire even it, it sounds arrogant to say oh i d- wouldn't work for wwe because why would they ever want me to be on television but that that even if it were realistic it wouldn't be the goal ring of honor is ring of honor new japan that's the hype because the indie business is the one that i've started to really love and the one where the passion is so readily felt and the audience is so much more into what's going on, so it feels like like wrestling. Yeah, I, I, I will say this, and I agree with you 100%, but I will play devil's advocate and say I'm glad the indie scene, New Japan Ring of Honor, is doing so well, because now wrestling fans can choose. If you really don't like what WWE's yeah, doing, yeah. you don't have to watch it. However, I'm still a WWE fan, and I agree with you, WWE needs to be doing better. But, <laughs> that, you know, but, but well, that's that is- the thing, it's like, I don't mind... Uh, uh, WWE being uh, like someone called it the, the electronic arts of wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if the products they were putting out. I wouldn't mind so much, I guess, if if the products they were putting out again, like NXT. I got all the time in the world for NXT, and that's a WWE thing, and it's still got a lot of WWE spins on it, but it's also creating good television, good telly, not just good wrestling, good telly as well good characters, good stories, things I'm invested in. And that is the problem with WWE. Not that it's its own brand and thing. You know, I'll use brand there. Like, its own entity that's very different from indie wrestling. That choice is great, but not when it leads to bad telly. Or, mm. or rather, not not so much lead, but just when the telly right now is bad. Uh, it could be good. And WWE has these moments still where I'm like, this is great. But few and far between, or fewer and further between, and I've. It seems to me, at least watching, mate. I don't know if the the rose tinted glasses just fell off, or if it really has been getting worse. But it feels like it's becoming more and more bemusing and weird and just wrong. There's almost like a Stepford Wives <laughs> Uncanny Valley thing to the whole thing. It's like this looks like television. This looks like TV. But it's sort of not, because it's uncomfortable and awkward and strange and a bit embarrassing, and people don't like it. And the commentators have to acknowledge that they don't like it and say that someone's polarising when they're just largely detested from the sounds of it. And and the show is telling us two things at once. And I, I hate that, yeah. It just feel like like it feels like at least over, especially over the past few months, it's just been getting worse. Like the lead up to WrestleMania was, they had a really good Royal Rumble, and then everything I think from there just seemed to get a bit. Uh, with these flashes of greatnesses, uh, flashes of greatness, I should say, like Shinsuke Nakamura as a heel now, great. Awesome. So good. I mean, I, I, again, I thought the match at WrestleMania was a bit like, yeah, it was okay. But yeah. If, that was if, a bit of a letdown, yeah. If, if the plan was to have all this done, I love it. Shinsuke as a heel is, I honestly think now it almost feels like, you know, after a year of waiting, he's he's arrived yeah. in the I WWE. Didn't, I didn't think 
you could do a no speak English thing, don't speak English thing, and have it work okay. But it's the way Shinsuke is weaponizing it. Yeah, I, that a good is word. Okay. that's a moment where I'm like, okay, now they're doing compelling TV, and I even like the the inconclusive matches. I feel like if Shinsuke doesn't win here, that again, that's bad writing, uh, and that will just destroy Shinsuke as a character and a performer. Um, I feel like now that they've had him lose, then two more matches, the fourth gotta gotta give him a reign. But I liked the the two being inconclusive as the escalation between them ramps up and they just get more and more ready to tear each other apart. I want to see them four matches in. To say nothing of the constant tag matches that throw random people together on <laughs> SmackDowns. Um, I want to see a fourth match. And that's, you know, you, you tend to get tired if you see that many in pay-per-views back-to-back. But I'm ready for a fourth. And I think those inconclusive matches were good for the story, even if they did leave. Uh, but then again, I, I hate that every match has to end with a standard finisher pinfall or, you know, the occasional submission. I'm a big fan of heels leaving with their belts for the champion's advantage that they keep talking about now because everything's got to have a sellable label. When did they start <laughs> calling the kip up? When did they start calling the kip up, Simon? I don't I, because it everything has to have a name. Yeah, everything, everything has to have a name. I mean, literally Hell everything's got to have its own pay-per-view. That is clown shoes. <laughs> it was when we when we started calling everybody the WWE universe. That's when <laughs> that that's, that's when it got bad. I wouldn't ever want to work there. So I, don't that know. I can call a belt a belt and the fans the fans. But there you go, right? That's when it all starts. You can't call a belt a belt. You can't call it a hospital. You can't. Oh, there's so many. I can't remember them all. But that's the problem. And then all of a sudden, like, when well, everything needs a name and everything needs it's. It's almost like the audience... No, I'm going to say it. It's true. The audience is stupid. So let's make sure we just lay everything out right down to, oh, look, he did a kip up. Oh, look, you understand you're getting Hell in a Cell because the pay-per-view is called Hell in a Cell. Tree of Woe as well. They used to just hang from the thing. And, you know, your smart friend would lean in and be like, that's called a tree of woe. (laughs) But now it's like... It's constant. Yeah, it it happens a lot in NXT. And that's, again, where, where I talk about as good as NXT is, you can see the WWE-isms because he <laughs> caught it so well because you just hit the tree of woe! <laughs> he's just awesome. Moran is really good. Like, yeah, I, but, I wasn't even his biggest fan at first, but he's won me over. He's just great. Yeah, because he's, he's got a very... Uh, like. He's a bit like um oh what was his name Murray Walker in from UK. He is uh, like Murray Walker. From, he's so, so overbearing. True. Yeah. But... His the his calling of uh, the Champerono match last week when he just went and he's getting a taste of his his own very bad medicine, Percy. It was like out of breath by the end of it because he didn't take one. I, that was the funniest call I've heard in a long time. He hates Champa so much, but then we can talk about how brilliant Champa is as a oh, all day, and how good Gargano is as a face. I mean, if that oh, is yes. if that isn't, I understand NXT is aimed at a different market, but I can't believe anyone couldn't watch that and go, "I get it." So you know, yeah. that that's the kind of the buzz and the atmosphere we need to get on the I'm main so rosters. I'm so glad Roderick Strong is a heel now. Oh, he's so uh, perfect. Of- uh, someone on Twitter, and again, I'm so sorry that I can't remember the name. Someone on Twitter just said that um, Roderick Strong's gimmick is being Roderick Strong, and, and that's true of a lot of WWE guys. But but there was something especially. It was the constant. I had this life, and now I have a family, and th- and that was it. 
it's like well, a lot of people have a, a tough growing up in a family um but what is your actual character and now he's got some edge and attitude i'm really happy to see roderick strong in the undisputed era even if the name still gets me set off because <laughs> a period of time isn't a name for a group <laughs> Wow. We got a cool little hand signal thing, even if it is a little over the top and look at us with the NWO. Well, that's what it is, right? That's the main yeah, thing. That's the yeah. push. Like, we'll make it like but that. they carry it well. Um to the point where Kylo Riley, I keep almost saying Kylo Ren. Uh Kylo Riley <laughs> even is able to get away with the the be- playing the belt like the guitar. I'm okay with it. Because they they've got a lot of charisma and That's what it is, and they work so well, the chemistry yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, honestly, they, they and and people love them as as they're a bit of a I say a bit of a thing where the heels are getting the cheers, um, which I did mark as bad writing. But sometimes there are exceptions, like the NWO, where it was cool. Exactly, they it were transcends the cool all of that. Guy. Yeah, and and so they work for that, and and they're doing very well. And I'm I'm thrilled for for Roderick because it feels like he's got a bit more of a fire lit under him now. Yeah, the whole group's awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'd be happy if they all got brought up together, to be honest. I know Adam Cole is the star, so to speak, but uh, I, I, I'd love it if they all came up together. I just think they're great. I just think they're great. Yeah. I, 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 that's why I'm glad that Drew McIntyre is uh, is up as well. I saw a, um, I think it was on Twitter, I saw a clip of him and Dolph at a house show. I think they was on the European tour, which they're on now. And Drew McIntyre was just walking to the back. And I looked at him and went, that's pro wrestler. You know, that is what, that's what a pro wrestler looks like. Yeah. It just, yeah. I, I'm, I really hope that, I don't mind the tag team with Dolph either, but I hope eventually that uh, does its thing. I mean, there's only so much you can do that, but then we, we give Drew, push Drew, just push him. I, I love Drew McIntyre. I think he's got all the potential in the world. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't place a huge importance on look per se. Yeah. Uh, I think if you've got a good character and, and you can make any yeah, that's true. work. Yeah, you're right. Like, I agree with that. Yeah. Some people might say the, the Miz doesn't have a great look. Uh, but he carries himself so well that it works for the way he is. That's true. And it works for the way he looks. Um, You're right. If it, he was any bigger, it wouldn't the, work. Yeah. That's so but true. It's like Heyman always said, you know, play your strengths and hide yep. the weaknesses. You know, your weakness might be that you don't have a traditional look, but if you lean into it some way, you know, it can work. And uh, I did, uh, yeah, I was talking about Drew McIntyre. He is one of those ones that I do look at and, and think, no, 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 he has the look. He has the look and it looks good. Yeah. I I just then I, I don't know. There's just something about him. It's, I think maybe because I I was such a big fan of him leaving. Like We basically did what Cody Rhodes did before Cody Rhodes. And I'm just such a big fan of sort of, you know, going out there and, you know, making a name for yourself away from the WWE to the point they're like, yeah, we yeah. can get this guy back. I just, I respect it so much. Yeah, it's just definitely. It's just so cool. I don't know if attaching him to Ziggler, another very confusing uh, character right now, uh, because his motivations change on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's I here or face. I still don't satisfactorily know why he abdicated <laughs> the US title. I still don't. I know he, he. I know there was an interview where he made a vague. He gave a vague, spurious reason, but it was vague and spurious. Which is not what we need. It, oh, I, I wanted the WWE title. Well. A, how did that work out for you? B, you wanted it so bad you moved to a new show with a tag team, it seems. C, keeping the US title for a long time is a great way within the confines of the universe they've built, a great way to raise your profile, to get more shots at what you actually want. Uh, yeah, don't forget, we still don't know if you cast your mind back to when Kurt Angle was getting text messages threatening to reveal... <laughs> 
this horrendous <laughs> secret. And I said, on one of my What Culture videos, I said, I can't believe they're not going to tell us who was sending those text messages. And yeah. I was bombarded. Bombarded. We got, give it time, Simon. Give it. We're, it's a year and a half later. I still don't know who was sending those text messages. Yeah. I, don't, so, I, I would trust certain writers to explain something much later from a subtle hint. George R. R. Martin, these people ain't. <laughs> no, no, that we're never going to find They're out. They're not leaving breadcrumbs for a revelation no, later. There was never, there wasn't even the piece of bread to begin with. It, no. just, it just didn't happen. The closest they got to the Red Wedding was Triple H drugging Stephanie and taking her to a drive through chapel. I still can't like believe that, it. That's the closest they've gotten to the Red Wedding. Imagine. And then Test forgot about it. It was so traumatic. <laughs> he never got his payoff. He never got his payoff. No. Triple H stole his woman, and he never got to. He never got to have even have a match. I don't think. Oh my gosh, it's funny. It's for not. them, for him, teaming up with Albert was the best medicine. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh my god. Confusing. Oh my god. Maybe. And, Dol- and Dolph Ziggler is just so. Again, another one they don't know what to do with. But they that's, they don't, they, that's what they don't know what to do. That's 100%. They, just, they have no idea, do they? They have no they clue. They know what to do with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey, I think. But I even brought, then. I, 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 apparently she's fighting at Money in the Bank. I'm going to hold off and yeah. see what she does because I love what she did at Mania. haven't minded what she's been doing on Raw. So at the moment, I'm kind of in this. I want to wait and see because I actually think she could be really good. Um, yeah. But I, I need to see her more. But we'll see. I mean, the key... and I. WWE does this a lot, is WWE are very good at getting rid of someone's specialness, I find. Like, Kurt Angle came back, and within a few weeks, I was like, oh, he's just on Raw now. Bobby yeah. Lashley came back, and I was like, oh, he's just Bobby Lashley. Okay, and I really- it's, it's a product of what they've been doing. Everyone's sanitized, and we talked about this, I think, in the very first time we, we did a podcast together, was uh, everyone's just a guy. Yep. Yeah, we did. We did. And that, that is, and I really hope we don't do that with Ronda Rousey because she has everything you need built in. She's Ronda Rousey. My mum knows who Ronda Rousey is. She doesn't mm-hmm. know what Ronda Rousey does, but she knows the name Ronda Rousey because it's just in the sphere of celebrity and sometimes, you know, it floats around. Uh, and so to have that and to, I don't think they will, but to, you know, looking at the evidence and potentially getting rid of that would be insane. I mean, it really would be ridiculous. So I hope they don't do that, <laughs> but I will wait till Money in the Bank to see uh, to see what happens. Because you're right, she could become the woman of the whole, the guy. She could become the guy if we're taking guys as, as a neutral gender term. She really could. She absolutely could because she's yeah. a proper celebrity. Everyone knows who she is. Um, before we do start to wrap things up, though, Jim, we do have to talk about your latest wrestling exploits and let us know where you're at, how it's going with pro wrestling ego, how star- Stardust, oh my gosh, excuse me, how Stardust is getting on. <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what's the latest, man? How, how are you getting uh, on? Well, Stardust is, uh, Stardust is doing very well. Um, we're, <laughs> we're having a laugh. It's been, it's been wild. Uh, he, the Stardust whole, the whole thing, is working very well as because it's not just a uh, stealing a gimmick and trying to pass it off as one's own because the gimmick is i'm a two-bit youtuber of course i'd steal a gimmick exactly yeah and and i've gotten a lot of compliments on it um from from a lot of people uh about 
how that works as a thing and how the the inability or the unwillingness to get into the ring works and the recent thing we we pulled the trigger recently on unveiling the ursa major because we were getting into a bit of a feud with uh stardust and shaky mcmullen but then shaky mcmullen was attacked and jumped and uh brainwashed and is now the ursa major uh stardust's uh chosen one uh and <laughs> and that that resulted in uh a match because uh the Ursa Major, quite rightly in my opinion, um, turned on former friends for refusing a very generous offer to join the Stardust re-education program. And <laughs> Adam Priest and Orion Taylor challenged us to a tag team match and on May 19th, uh, this Saturday, oh god, uh, Stardust and the Ursa Major will face off against Orion Amazing. Taylor and Adam Priest. Amazing. Yep, that'll be at Path to Pride. That's the, the fifth annual Path to Pride at the Jackson Hideaway. Um, Going to have a really good Fatal 4-Way for the, the new Federated, the new look Federated title belt, which I snuck a look at it, and it's gorgeous in real life. Um, with O'Shea Edwards, Ray Fury, Monty Warbucks, and, um, oh, bloody hell, they're going to kill me. Uh, J.D. Jenkins. Um, <laughs> oh, he's going to be angry. If, uh, I forgot his name. Um then again, he should be mad that Sturdus punched him in the bollocks that one time. I think yeah, he uh, probably is. He probably is, yeah. Probably a bit more sore about that. So that'll be a big Fatal 4-Way. That's going to be good. It's going to have uh, Jeff Cobb's going to be there. That's going to be exciting. Uh, so, yeah, good show. Good show, I think. Um, that is but, awesome, man. Yeah, that's me. A uh, little bit annoyed that uh, I was told I could machine wash the Sturdust outfit. And now some of the silver's a bit pink, uh, but we're getting another one made up. It won't be ready for the show, but for future use. Um, I, I almost found it out the hard way. By then. <laughs> yeah, it's I, not good. I was told never, ever, actually told this by wrestlers, never, ever, uh, yeah, uh, machine wash your, your gear, hand wash only. So I, I, I was given a heads up with that. So. You see, this gear isn't even proper wrestling gear. Like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing Saturday in it. I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing Saturday, full stop. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was told machine washable, fully safe, because it was only ever intended for costuming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to make that mistake again. Um, but, but yeah, that's been me. Anyway, that's, that's my foray. foray. Um, I've, I've basically got a good... Uh, a management gig as long as I want it, so so I'm, I love I'm it, happy man. with that. It, it makes uh, me but so then happy, there's man. you. There, yeah, there is. Then me. there's you actually uh, doing the real leg work. Um, I, I say that wrestlers skip leg day, uh, <laughs> but but going out there and actually flexing and slamming and and, and telling us here's why. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, the whole thing is. I look, and I stumble, I never stumble over my words until I start talking <laughs> about being a professional wrestler, and then I'm like, I don't know what to say. But no, I mean, indeed, it's uh, it's crazy. I mean, that when was that? April the twenty eighth. It's like a couple of weeks ago now. And then yeah, mm. we're doing it all again as we're recording this. Two weeks, uh, two weeks today on May twenty eighth in Sheffield uh, at the Plug in Sheffield. Yeah, where I'm actually going to have a tag. I'm going to have a tag team match. Uh, which is which is nuts. I mean, just for you know, as as you know, we'll, we'll reveal the curtain a little bit here. But yeah, obviously, we start with a Raw Rumble, and then we segue into a tag team match, and then yes, I will be having a singles match next month. Uh, if people are following the story, they know who it is, but I'll keep it quiet for now, just for fun. But uh, yeah. like like you say, man, like we were chatting about, I just think it's wonderful that you know not only have both of us sort of started doing this around the same time, but just yeah. the fact that we even had the. The, the impetus to do it in the first place, man, I think is what I'm most proud about. And 
I, that's why, I mean, I loved it anyway when you told me you were going to do it, but I doubly love it now, but just because it's, I don't know, it feels like a little fraternity. The video, yeah, ga- yeah. The video game dudes that probably shouldn't be doing this, but are doing it anyway because fuck life, <laughs> let's do it. It's fun. Yeah, you, if, you, if, you, if you get a window like this, you take it. Exactly, I mean, exactly. Honestly. And- I think I think it's awesome. And as we have chatted about, and I wanted to mention this too, and Jim and I will have a proper chat about this. Uh, we, 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 the, the dream is to get Jim and some of his pro wrestling ego guys over to the UK to, to work some UK shows. And uh, the best way to do that is to make a lot of noise about it. So, you know, if you do know wrestling promoters and whatnot, I'm talking to the audience here, by the way, not Jim. Jim <laughs> like, audience, yeah, you, I would love to, to yeah, come yeah, over yeah, with yeah, some so, of the guys. Yeah, um, you know, go if you know anyone in your area. You know, tell them about it because these guys are good. Like, and you know, uh-huh. if you don't, if oh yeah, you don't, I wouldn't be be speaking them up if I was embarrassed to no, share exactly. a show with them. But they're also, amazing. But also, you know, if anyone happens to be listening that doesn't know Jim Sterling, which I would find bonkers, I can't believe that would be the case given the crossover. But you know, you are, and I don't want to blow smoke up your ass, but it's true, you are a very good, a very good entertainer and beyond suited for the world of pro wrestling and could easily come over here and light up any promotion. So it's just a win-win all round. So, you know, yeah, if anyone listened to this, you are, maybe you are. I know there are some wrestlers and promoters do listen to this. So, you know, get in touch or, you know, just let yourself known on Twitter or whatever. Uh, Jim, you're at Jim Sterling, right? I always say that, but yes, you are. You are just at, at Jim, Jim Sterling. Sterling. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't check my Twitter mentions a lot just because I uh, get bombarded with a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But uh, certainly put out the word on social media. Um, at Pro Wrestling Ego is your better bet. Because they, I mean, they'll benefit more um, just because, you know, any indie wrestling company benefits from exposure. Uh, Certainly a lot more than someone overexposed like me and is doing way too much. Um, (laughs) At Pro Wrestling Ego, that's all one word. And uh, yeah, yeah, get, make, make, make that buzz and and, and everything. Because like I say, they are very talented as anyone who's seen the videos that I uh, promote of their work. And also, on a selfish level, if we could ever somehow be involved in the same wrestling promotion. Oh, I mean. I practice promos all the time. You think I ain't practiced one on you? I practice one for everyone. Everyone. I've got the right thing to say about anybody. Uh, I've been practicing the perfect mocking head slap and clapping. And... I like it, man. That makes me happy. And let's face it, we've already cut promos each other in the past in different yeah, characters yeah. too. This isn't our first go around. Not any... really. No. Oh, man. How far we've come, Jim. How far Indeed. we've come. Uh, it feels good. It does feel good. I, yeah. I, yeah. Wrestling is a, it's a drug, man. We were talking about that off air. Wrestling is a drug. And once you, it sounds cheesy and a bit cliche, but it's true. Once you step your toe in, it's like, yeah, I think I want to do this more. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I think this makes sense, which is, which is mad, mad. It's worth all the pain, all the bumps, all the bruises. Um, well, good luck at the weekend, Jim. I mean, you know, if you do get into any physicality, definitely let us know how that goes on because yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be intrigued I, I, to say the least. Sturdust isn't too worried. He thinks uh, he thinks the Ursa's got a lot of it, but he's he also says he's a very skilled wrestler, and uh, he's so skilled that when you see him, you might not even be able to comprehend <laughs> just how good he is. Well, I'm sold. I'm ready. I genuinely can't <laughs> wait for this. I genuinely can't wait. I'm sure Jim will keep everyone up to date on his uh, on his Twitter at Jim Sterling. Make sure you follow him on YouTube too. Uh, just search for Jim Sterling. I mean, surely, yeah, you'd be there. Of course, you would be there. What am I yeah. talking about? And also, you can support Jim on Patreon. Is it just patreoncom Jim Sterling? I assume so. Uh, yeah, yeah. I and think so. so. Should I, be. I mean, that's uh, people to throw other I mean, like me. People throw things <laughs> after their names nowadays. Uh, but you can also support this podcast on Patreon as well at patreoncom Simon316. 
biggest, I mean, given everything that's happened now, putting that 316 at the end of my name is one of the worst ideas I've ever had in my entire <laughs> life. But we're, we're here now, so there's no going back. I can't change it. Uh, so we're just going to, we're going to keep on going. Uh, but Jim, as always, thank you for joining me, man. It's just, it's the best chat and we, uh, we should def- always a pleasure. It really is. And we should definitely do it. I don't know what the next big event is, but in a couple of months, we should come back and do it again, just because yeah. there's always so much. I could have gone on for hours, genuinely. I mean, yeah. you know, I could have gone on for hours and hours, so we'll definitely have you back. Uh, but thank you, everyone, for listening as well. Uh, make sure you check out the Q&A episode and the, uh, I'll call it the regular episode. doesn't make any sense. It will also drop, so you get three Simon Miller Pro Wrestling podcasts this week. Uh, yeah, you can also check it out on YouTube if that's how you like to consume your audio. Just youtube.com forward slash the Miller Report rules. If you're on iTunes, give us five stars. Like I say, keep an eye out for two more podcasts this week. Keep watching wrestling. Keep having fun. That's such good value. <laughs> it is. You're right. It really is.